You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Think about if you acted on every idea. Um, perhaps you may have several businesses right now, right? You may be a multimillionaire because you acted on those ideas. Who knows? However, think about it from this standpoint. If you acted on every one of those ideas, perhaps you may be overwhelmed all the time. Perhaps you may be having difficulty managing the different businesses that you have. You may be having difficulty managing the moving, different moving parts. Even as uh, for myself, being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, as they would call, uh, call me, it's sometimes interesting because I have these ideas for my business, but at the moment, I am not at a scale where I can do that. Um, but let's talk a little bit deeper. Some of the ideas that I have are good ideas, but a lot of the ideas that I have, number one, are not tied to my identity. Secondly, they're not, I, uh, they're not connected to a need or a gap or they don't answer a question. You just heard the voice of identity strategist, Michael Weston. Michael spent 10 years as a marketing and branding expert, and now he focuses on helping clients identify breakdowns by discovering their identity. Michael wants to invite new entrepreneurs to a live interactive course where you will receive real-time feedback and support as you begin to develop your new identity aligned business. The name of the course is Fresh Idea Nati and we'll explore these three questions. Who am I? Who is my idea for? And how does my identity connect to my idea? For more information and to sign up for the course, visit www.fresh dot supernormal dot com what's up everybody you are listening to the what now podcast where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the What Now podcast. That's right. The What Now podcast, where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most difficult moments. And we know by now, if you've listened to the show more than one time, and if you have not, that's fine. I'm going to explain it again. 
We have taken out that word difficult and we have replaced it with defining. Why? Because we have the right, the authority, and the responsibility to define those moments and not allow those moments to define us. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from merely existing to living a life full of purpose. And if you're asking the question, is he talking to me? Absolutely. I'm talking to you. All right. Listen, we have another amazing guest on tonight and I want each and every one of you to sit back and enjoy tonight's episode. Keisha Allen Smith is the CEO of Love and Light Empowerment. She offers personal and professional development workshops and coaching services to corporate clients, small groups, and individuals. She was born and raised on the island of Bermuda and has delivered workshops to local and international audiences. Through her presentation, she teaches people how to manage stress, increase their energy levels, and improve their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Everyone help me welcome Keisha to the show. Keisha Allen Smith, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And thank you for inviting me on. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited as well. And those that listen to the show on a regular basis, you already know I say it with every guest because I believe it with every guest. And I believe that after this conversation, you are going to experience your own personal encounter with transformation like you never had before. And it's going to bring you a lot closer to purpose. That's why I book certain people on the show, because I want you to hear their story and something in their story begins to collect, uh, connect with your story. And it begins to cause an indignation within you like never before. All right. So let's get going. All right. So I like to start with an icebreaker question. Today's question is, if you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? Hmm. If I could have one superpower, what would that be and why? Hmm. That's an interesting question. <laughs> um, hmm. I think I would love to be able to fly. Um, okay. I love to travel. <laughs> However, I don't like the process of traveling when it comes to going through airports, immigration. I am from the island of Bermuda. Um, so to get anywhere, I have to travel. I can't just drive to another state or whatnot. Um, but I, I love cultures. And so... If I could fly, I could get to anywhere I needed to be, whether it be international, so across the ocean or other places within the island of Bermuda, I could get there quickly and be where people need me to be and be where I need to be quickly and on time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And yes, I totally agree with you as well. I love to fly. 
don't like the process of it sometimes. So if I could fly as well, definitely I would take advantage of that. So now we're getting ready to dive into the conversation. But before we get there, I want to give you an opportunity to tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. You can go as far back as you want to go to how you got to where you are now. Okay, sure. So um, as I said, I am from the island of Bermuda. I was born and raised here uh, at the age of 17. After finishing high school, I went abroad to school. So I went to college in Atlanta and I attended Emory University in Georgia State and I finished with a bachelor's degree in education. So I became a teacher. And during my time in Atlanta, during those college years, I got pregnant, I had a son, and I also lost my hearing in one ear. So I had some challenges um, during that time, but I had to push through and make it through. And um, from there, I came back to Bermuda, started teaching. I taught for about nine years, had my daughter, my second child, and um, started to wake up some days and feel like just something wasn't right. You know, I, it, what I was doing wasn't satisfying me. And also, I was finding that when I got home evenings, my son would do the littlest thing and I would be snapping on him or, you know, short of patience. And I realized working all day with 20 children and then coming home to my son and then a baby, it started to become overwhelming. So at that point in my life, I had already obtained my master's degree in education as well by then. At that point, I started to think I need to make some changes. And so I ran out on a limb, just started to um, put my applications out there because I was thinking I wanted to enter the corporate world, but take some of my skill sets from teaching and become a, a training and development officer in human resources. So I started to float my resume. I did get a job at a bank. However, it was as a relationship manager in corporate banking and not quite um, what I wanted to do. But I thought about it and I bit the bullet and I did. I gave up my summer vacations um, as a teacher and um, went into a whole new career. And so it was like, starting all over in terms of learning. But with that opportunity, I was able to travel for, for the bank and also um, meet a lot of other people in the corporate arena. And so it was a great learning experience for me. But the whole time while I was working there, I found myself continuing to tutor students and also always online, just looking up things to do with education. And so I found that sometimes we have to step away to find out what our true passion is, right? And so about four years later, I saw a job ad for a staff development officer at a high school here in Bermuda. It was actually the high school I attended as a child called the Barkley Institute. And um, I applied and I, I went for it. And as you know, divinely um, ordained, it was actually in training and development, and it was an awesome mix of me being able to use my skills I gained in the corporate arena with education and enter back into um, the education setting. 
So that's what I do. That's what I do is my full-time job now. I am Director of Staff Development and Instruction at a high school here in Bermuda. So I create, um, I create professional development workshops for our teachers here on island. And on top of that, with the tutoring, what I have also done is I started a business called Target Learning, which offers tutorial services for students here of all ages on island. And then as, you know, I've moved back into this world of education. So I've been back about eight years now in this position. And uh, I started to realize that it wasn't just me who was feeling the way I did back in, um, what was it, 2007, when I decided to leave education. Um, our teachers, teaching is one of the most stressful professions there is to date. I often say, you know, if a doctor or a lawyer had to deal with 20 clients or 20 patients at once, they would never be able to do it. But a teacher, um, you know, we take a lot on. And I noticed that they were stressed and burnt out. So I decided to go out on a limb and start to create workshops and sessions that focused on stress management and provided self-care tools for teachers because, you know, I believe that you have to fill your own cup first before you can give to others. And those workshops, actually, they were so well received um, that I just continued to do it more and more. And so now, not only do I provide um, professional development on teaching and learning, I also provide personal development workshops and not just to our teachers here on island, but I offer it parents, to corporate clients, and also to individuals. So I've moved into a space of energy coaching because this helps people understand what the effect that stress has on the brain and body and how we can help to heal ourselves through self-care and energy healing techniques. So that's my, a portion of my story. Awesome. That is amazing. Awesome journey. Uh, awesome journey that you've had. So I want to begin to go back. I want to go back a little bit. Um, and you talked about, you know, coming to America. Yeah. What type of change was that for you culture wise and just on an everyday basis? Yeah. What, what yeah. changes did you experience coming to America? Um, first of all, not knowing anyone. Right. I knew there were a few. Um, Bermudians in Atlanta that I knew, but on a hill at my school, not knowing anyone, and then also the weather. That was a change, and then the pace of life. So Bermuda is a very small island, 21 square miles. So we are small. Population is 60,000. Um, and so culturally, you know, that was shocking. Although I had traveled to America in the past to be there um, and, you know, be there for months at a time in school was definitely a transition for me, but I, I was able to adjust and um, I definitely enjoyed the experience. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now, as far as the education system now, yeah. uh, you know, over here in America, a lot of our schools have switched to, you know, the home learning yeah. because of, you know, COVID-19 and everything. How is it over there? So for us here, we had to switch to, um, during the lockdown period, we had to switch to online learning. And now we are back in a space where we are in 
mostly in school. However, with social distancing at the high school level, some students are working from home. So we have a hybrid model where they are Zooming in from home some days of the week. But we are very lucky. Our numbers are um, very low here in Bermuda. So it's very much controlled right now. And we're praying that we don't have a second wave. So, you know, education-wise, that has been a shift and an adjustment. And we've been doing a lot more in the virtual space. And it's pushed me to move my professional development and also my tutoring into the virtual <laughs> arena. So it's all about being able to, you know, shift and adapt. Yeah. And you 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 hit that that key right there. And we're gonna stay right in that space because you were just talking about stress management and, and different things like that. And I'm sure for educators, you know, having to switch to a virtual model yeah. versus, you know, an in-class model was very stressful for them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially those who have their own children as well. Yeah. So what are some of the techniques that you've utilize with some of those educators because I've talked to a lot of educators that still feel that stress component over here they feel the pressure of you know the students performing you know at the level that they desire for the student to perform at versus them now having to add the extra stress of well, what if they don't perform because they're not here with me how have you helped educators deal with that process yeah. So we're, we're preaching grace before grades. You know, at this point, we have to be gracious with ourselves and with our students and realize that this is a transition for, for everyone, not just the students, for um, educators as well. And so, you know, we may have a plan for how things are going to go, but technology doesn't always work the way that we want it to. So I am just stressing to them that, you know, all we can do is try and put our plans in action, reflect on what happens, and be able to shift and adapt as we see fit. Things are not going to work out always as planned. We are also ensuring that we have built mindfulness. Are you familiar with mindfulness? No. So mindfulness is a practice where um, you pay attention to your thoughts, feelings, and emotions in mm. the present moment without judgment. And so what it does, it's where you pause and you do breathing exercises or you just stop and, and just focus and reset so that um, you can handle whatever you're experiencing in that moment. And so we are encouraging our, not only our students, but also our teachers to take mindful moments throughout the day where they just pause and breathe and give themselves a chance to respond to situations rather than just react and maybe regret their actions, you know, in the long run. And so we have built that into our day, but again, preaching just grace before grades because this is new territory for everyone. And we can't expect things to be perfect. We can't expect teachers to be teach through their whole curriculum. You know, these are unprecedented times and we have to treat it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that mindfulness uh, because you'll hear in the introduction when you listen to your episode, mm -hmm. one of the first things that I do with everybody that listens is we do a breathing technique so it. that we are present. We are yes. present. We're not focused on anything that happened yesterday, 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago. Absolutely. What's going to happen in the future? We want to make sure that we are present because it is very important for us to be present.
Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening tools to promote your episodes, and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card, as well as it helps support our show. I, I just want to um, add to that really quick um, because with mindfulness, it's all about our thoughts and we have up to 60,000 thoughts a day. And so we're always thinking about the future, which brings anxiety or we're thinking about the past, which, yes. which brings worry, right? And so the breath is so important to us and people take it for granted. I always say it's one of the few things that we do both consciously and unconsciously. Because if we had to remember to breathe, we probably wouldn't even be here right now, right? <laughs> and so, but it's so huge because if you think about it, you know, if there's it's a child that's crying hysterically, to calm them down, we tell them to take a deep breath. If you yeah. just ran a race or you're playing basketball and you want to catch yourself, you take a deep breath. And for us as women, um, you know, when we are pregnant, we go to Lamar's classes, and that is predominantly breathing exercises for pain management. And so the rap is a tool that the creator has given us that we just take for granted. And so, yeah, even in the education setting, you know, the past anxiety, just breathe. So teaching, I'm, I'm excited that you incorporate those breathing techniques into your course. Yes, yes. I have learned so much just from breathing in my own personal life that I just feel like everybody needs to know it because sometimes we will uh especially if we are emotional creatures yeah or you know some of us i'm a little hyper emotional sometimes <laughs> so i had to learn how to breathe because once i learned how to breathe i realized that that which i'm facing is not as heightened as i've made it yeah. you know and then it yeah. gives me an opportunity to process that thing and then okay yeah. let's develop this plan and yeah. begin to deal with it 
So see, you're already on to the energy healing techniques because breath work is one of them. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now, here's what I want to get to before we talk about that. Uh, you were talking about you were here in college and you faced some challenges. Yes. Can you speak to the individuals that are out there? What was it that kept you going through your challenges? Because sometimes some people see challenging challenges as, well, you know what? It must just not be for me. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. was it that kept you motivated? What kept you going? And what were some of the lessons you learned through those challenges? Yeah, yeah. Um. First challenge was losing my hearing. Uh, woke up one morning and I just, my mom, I was actually home in Bermuda at the time. And um, my mom told me the phone was for me, went to use the phone and I couldn't hear. So I'm thinking something's wrong with the phone. She's like, no, I just used it. But long story short, I had lost the hearing in my ear. And so then I got back to Atlanta. I was going to specialists there and, um, over time, they did so many tests and there was nothing they could do for me. So that was my first true lesson in learning how to adapt and adjust. I said, huh, for a long time, because when people were talking to me, it was, huh, huh? Like I just, it took a lot. And then because I was studying education, I began to worry, how will this affect me as a teacher in the classroom? Um, and so with that experience and that adjustment, uh, I had to learn to to face and accept what is, right? Because there there was no change in it. Um, I had to I had to just face it, and then be able to adapt. Because when you lose one sense or partial partially lose one sense, you begin to realize how much you needed it and how much it affected you. So if I'm walking and someone shouts out to me, I don't know what direction sounds coming from. And here on, in Bermuda, we ride um, motorbikes. But when I got back, I realized like I couldn't tell when traffic was, you know, things were coming on that side of me. So I wasn't able to do that anymore. So yeah, being able to adapt and adjust with that um, situation, that was my biggest lesson. And, and facing and accepting what is. Then when I, I um, became pregnant, uh, my my parents were saying, you know, you need to just take a break from school right now and stay here. And I was like, no, I want to finish. I was in my last year of college. And so he was actually born in Atlanta. And through that, I guess being so young and, you know, people talk and say what they have to say, I was motivated to just do my best and prove everyone wrong, you know? So through the semesters, I... Got a 4.0 every semester I was pregnant and the last semester after he was born. And I stayed there in Atlanta by myself and I had my son. He was actually born Thanksgiving week. So I was in class on the Friday. He was born the Monday of Thanksgiving and I was back in school the next Monday. And everybody was like, huh, how'd you do that, right? <laughs> but um, I have to say his dad and my family were so supportive. They flew up to me. They um, you know, then it was time for him to be born. They supported me and let me get through my last um, semesters. And so from that, I learned um, the value of family. I learned that, you know, no matter what happens, there's a way to overcome it. And that if you stay focused on your goals, 
and you trust the process and trust the creator, then things will work out. And they certainly did. And and I also learned that I work best under pressure. <laughs> awesome. That was some great tools that we can take and apply to, you know, what we classify as challenging times in our life, especially, you know, with the losing the hearing. You know, I have went through things with my eyes and I always tell people, you never value something <laughs> until, you know, it's not there anymore or there to the in the capacity that it once was. You don't realize how much you rely on it, you know, on an everyday basis. That is correct. And with COVID, it has brought this back for me because now with everyone wearing masks, First of all, I rely on reading lips a lot too now. So I no longer have that. And the math muffles people's voices. So I'm, I'm learning to have to adapt again. So it's becoming challenging again for me during 2020 with, with the onset of COVID and wearing masks. Yeah. And that's great because it also shows that even, because sometimes I think we have a uh, Hollywood type of view of success so we kind of think you know it's kind of disney a disney view of success at the end you know the 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 prince the ugly prince kisses the princess he's no longer ugly anymore and Mm -hmm. life is just happy and it just everything just flows together and we don't realize that with each stage of success and each Mm -hmm. experience that we have with success there are challenges that still come with that And we have to continue through those very challenges. Now, as a energy coach, Mm -hmm. how do you deal with the mindset as it relates to challenges, life, success, Mm -hmm. all of those things? Yeah, yeah. So mindset is so important. It is so key. you know, we, we have to have a growth mindset. We have to know that our brain can grow. Our brain is like a muscle, right? And so just like we go to the gym to exercise, to work out, to strengthen our muscles, we have to work on our mindset, right, in order to, to reach success. And so I talk about the power of yes, because it's all about having a power, uh, um, positive mindset. And so then, you know, you we have that voice in our head that's always saying, you know, I can't do this, or this is difficult, or I don't understand it. All we have to do is add the word yet to the end of those statements, and it brings hope. You know, it's not I can't do this, it's I can't do this yet. Because we're going to keep working at it. It's all about resilience and perseverance. It's not I don't understand this, it's I don't understand this yet. So I always, you know, stress to people that, our minds, our thoughts create our reality, and we have to have a positive mindset. Failure is a part, is a, a step, right? It leads to success. Every every successful person you see out there has failed. I mean, you look at Dr. Seuss. His children's books are in, if they're not in every household, I swear every person has read or heard a Dr. Seuss story. He was rejected by 27 publishers before his first book was published. So, you know, that's just one example. You have Michael Jordan, right, who didn't make his high school basketball team. There are still, even Walt Disney, as you you just mentioned, you know, 
he was told he didn't have any imagination. There are so many, well, almost every successful person out there has met failure in their lives. And we, it's all about how we fail. So there's a difference between failing well and failing badly. And I tell my students this all the time. The, the students who fail badly are the ones who fail that test, throw it in the, in the trash, they make excuses, oh, the teacher didn't teach it properly. You know, they don't earn up to themselves. But when you fail well, that means you reflect on what happened. Okay, why did I fail? And if I'm using that a student scenario, I would say, okay, well, maybe I didn't study enough or um, maybe I didn't take notes properly. Or when I get this test back, let me look at it and look at everything I did wrong and then do my corrections and make sure I understand it now, right? So the difference between successful and unsuccessful people is not whether or not they fail, it's what they do after they fail. And so it's that growth mindset where you learn to fail well and you learn to have a positive attitude and be able to access, accept critique and criticism to let it feed you forward, to let the feedback you get grow you. It's, it's that type of mindset that's going to ultimately lead you in the path. I love that implementing that yet into yeah. the end of the sentence, because like you said, that's the difference maker. That is really the difference maker. And I've realized that, you know, in my personal life, because I've had experience where I felt bad, yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, I have felt <laughs> bad and I'm, I'm learning and even learning even the more how to fail well, take yeah. those lessons from it and realize, okay, this is a part of the bounce back. This is just a part, another chapter in the book. If I didn't have all these chapters, my book would be a one page project and it wouldn't yeah. be as effective, you know, as it relates to other people as well. So mm -hmm. I like that. I like that implementing yet in our, at the end of the sentence. So the we understand the sentence yep. isn't over. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, let's talk about, your evolution, even as you were talking about, you got your degree, you're teaching now. Mm -hmm. Wake up one day and you realize there's got to be more, paraphrasing you, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. What do you believe it was that woke you up that day to feel that more? Um. I honestly think it was me, I'm very reflective, and it was me reflecting on my, the way I was responding to my son. Um, it, was, it was me realizing, it, it's me, it's not him. It's just a child being a child. This is me not happy with, you know, my current reality in this moment, but I knew it was up to me to make a change, to make things better, right? And so that's, um, I think that was the pivotal point for me where I said, you know, I need to, in order for things to change, I have to do something different. And, and that was the moment there for me. Yeah, yeah. As a health and wellness coach, Gordon Walker Jr. assists his clients in losing weight, 
gaining weight or just being fit. He also helps with meal plans. You can reach him at 302-990-8907 or you can visit the website at numa24.goherbalife.com That's numa24 at goherbalife.com Fit for sport, fit for life. Numa Wellness and Spa offers mobile massage services. Gordon Walker Jr. specializes in deep tissue and sports massages. Massages range from 60 to 90 minutes. Numa's hours of operations are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Happy hours are between 1.30 p.m and 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. During this time, clients receive massages at a discounted rate. Gordon also specializes in paraffin treatment, ear candling, mobile first aid, CPR, and AED classes, as well as mobile notary services. Coming soon, Zumba and yoga classes. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit www dot numa wellness spa dot com or email them at newmade seven eight one six at gmail dot com newmade is spelled p n e u m a d e or you can call them at three zero two nine nine zero eight nine zero seven And what I like about it, what you said is you talked about, you know, you coming to that reality, but realizing it was your responsibility, you know, to make the changes that you desire. Now, I know a lot of people have a a literal mindset and I've talked to a lot of people. I'm just waiting on God, waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. Now, as an energy coach, how do you help those that have that's been instilled in them? since Mm -hmm. a child you know like they still have that same as an energy coach what are some 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 techniques you may use to help them come in a reality that you know God has given us the ability to handle a lot of these things on our own yeah yeah um I I often compare things to nature right And I stress to people, yes, God has given us all of this, but we have to do something for ourselves. And then he helps us along the rest of the way. And if you look at everything around us in nature, so he's created all of this beauty, the trees, you know, the ocean, everything. But there is some functionality that happens there on its own as well. And so, yes, we have to, we have to trust the process, but we were given free will as well. And so we have to make some choices for ourselves. And then it's energy goes for attention. Sorry, am I saying that right? Yes, 
energy flows where attention goes, right? And so we have to set some goals for ourselves. We have to speak it. We have to write things down and we have to start to act things out in order to make changes in our lives. So there's a quote by Lao Tzu that I, that I like and I'm gonna try to remember it. Um, it says that watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character and watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And so I truly believe that we are creating our own reality. We're writing our own script and it all starts from our thoughts in our head. So it's about shifting to that positive mindset, speaking what we want, then starting to act it out. And the more consistent we are with those actions, they become habits. And again, they become our character and our destiny. So yes, you know, we, we have to trust the process, but we also have to do our part as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So now what we, we'd like to talk about what now, what now mm -hmm. we, we've talked a lot about your process. So yes. what exactly, I know you told us, you know, you told us what your, your profession is, mm -hmm. but what are some projects that you're working on now? Yeah. So now I am, you know how you have so many ideas in your head, right? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a space. So COVID pushed me into a pause, right? Where I had to start to walk through things and, and gain some clarity, but it also offered a boost as well, unexpectedly. And so the space I'm in now is I am moving forward with my energy coaching and also my, my speaking. And so I have founded Love and Light Empowerment where I teach, um, I empower and equip professionals and entrepreneurs to manage their stress, to increase their energy levels, and to improve their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And so with that, I am doing corporate workshops, both locally in person and virtually here in Bermuda and um, worldwide. I am offering workshops, I'm doing energy coaching, and I've also created some online courses um, that people can take as well. And so I'm moving more into that space. So my workshops include looking at trauma and stress and adverse childhood experiences, which is ACEs, and how it affects the brain and body. I talk about self-care, I talk about chakra, chakras and energy healing. I talk about growth mindset and also mindfulness. So I teach about all of those things, but they all fall you know, under the realm of personal development and energy healing or energy coaching. Awesome, awesome. And it's so needed. It is so needed, not just because of COVID, yeah. but you were talking about trauma and I, I'm big on therapy. I'm big on facing our traumas. And, and and what I love about it is now I see that more as a person of color. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that more in our culture because for years, we didn't really face our trauma, not positively. Yeah, you know, we, we slap it under the carpet. <laughs> it, it, what happens in this house stays in this house. All of those things that yeah. were taught that kind of, you know, dealt with that hurt our psyche. 
you know, yes. for a while that, that kind of stunt our growth. It, it did all of those things to us. And it made some of us, you know, socially awkward. You're yeah. not, not able to function in function. We function well in dysfunction. Well, I know I did. I functioned very well if it was learned dysfunctional. To, it's a learned behavior. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I am so glad that you're doing what you're doing because it is so needed. It is so needed because I feel like a lot of people either, number one, never discover mm -hmm. their purpose or never execute it to the capacity that they could because of the stress, the trauma, the thoughts of others, all of those things that they carry as a weight. So helping them increase their energy and yeah. deal with all of those things, receive the healing that they need mm -hmm. is such an important thing because sometimes we focus on the students Right. And forget about the teachers. And I'm talking about teachers in a wide variety of sense. Yes. Those who are speakers, those who are educators, those who are authors. You know, yes. sometimes we pour so much out that yeah. we never take that time to be poured back in. So I, I am grateful that you are doing the work that you are doing because it is it is definitely needed. Thank you. Yeah, that, that trauma bit is huge. And I, I start with that because it's the awareness, like people are not even aware of how the things that they went through, even as children, how much it affects them in adulthood. It affects their actions, it affects their thoughts, it affects their habits, even their personalities. And so I find that when I give that trauma workshop, um, the light bulbs go off for so many people and that awareness it's the first step for people even being able to address it or begin to heal. Yeah, yeah. So now tell us how people can get in contact with you, how they can learn more about your, your coaching, they can learn more about the services that you offer, how they can follow you on social media. Let us have all of that information. Yes, okay. So on Instagram, you can follow me at Love and Light Empowerment. I'm on Facebook as Keisha Allen Smith. You can email me at KeishaEmpowers at gmail.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn as Keisha Allen Smith. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Pretty easy to find. Oh, and my website is loveandlightempowerment.com. So great. And that's great. where you can you can find the courses. Yeah. Amazing. Now. You've given us a lot throughout this conversation. Mm -hmm. I always like to ask two last questions, okay? Now, the first question I'm going to ask you is the question I usually end the conversation with, but I don't want to end the conversation with this question today because I'm being strategic about this thing. So <laughs> now, I always like to ask individuals this question because I just, well, I'll explain it after I ask. It. Who is God personally to you? Okay, so to me, God is love. God is energy, right? I believe that everything is energy. And with God, I feel like it's all around me, ever-present. It's energy, it's spirit. And my relationship is so close, and I find I find that I'm with God, especially when I'm in nature. I'm with him at all times, but when I'm in nature. 
And I like to emphasize every morning, I call them magical mornings. I start my day with in the presence of, of God or the creator, as I refer. And I stress that it's important to pray. And most people pray, but I find that there are so many people that shy away from meditation. And prayer to me is talking to God and meditation is listening. And too often do we get caught up in just praying, 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 and we don't pause to just take in, just to listen, stop and receive the answers that we're looking for or the guidance, right? And so for me, God is within, God is all around. And I encourage everyone to, you know, just have a routine practice in life where you not only pray, but you stop and listen, you pause, you meditate, you take a mindful moment, whatever you want to call it, you just stop and sit with self so that you can receive the messages and answers that you need. And even just observe because nature provides the answers as well. Absolutely. I'm big on grounding. I love to ground. I'm big on grounding. I'm big on meditation. So that's uh, another awesome answer. And Can I give you a quick story on grounding? Sure. <laughs> okay, because yeah, I, I go outside mornings, right? Most mornings, um, you know, and I'm blessed to live on an island. But part of that is that we experience hurricanes yearly. Like just this September, we had two within two weeks back to back. And a lesson from nature is, is just observing trees. And so when this hurricane strike, we it's so notable, noticeable that the trees with the deepest roots are the ones that are left standing after the hurricane. And we are like, we are of nature, right? And so with us, it's so important for us to grow. We have to plant ourselves so that when the traumas and stresses of life hit us like this hurricane. Yeah, we're gonna sway and bend in the wind, but at the end of it, we're gonna be able to stand back up straight because we're well grounded. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned grounding in it too. I love that the trees with the deepest roots are the ones that survived the hurricanes. And sometimes yeah. we're not taught that grounding method. So we don't work on our roots. Exactly. You know, sometimes we're working on what everybody else sees, but it's the it's that root work that we need to be doing. Yeah, we to need the spiritual us. work and the root work as 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 the as much. We can't just be up, you know, in our heads. We have to yes. have those. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And the reason I asked the question about God is because I, I have people from diverse backgrounds and belief systems on both of my platforms, mm -hmm. and I always love to hear individuals' interpretation of who God is to them because yeah. I believe that. We, as long as we live, we will never fully understand yeah, or comprehend yeah. the amazingness, yeah. the awesomeness of yeah. God. And yeah. those words don't even do God justice. You no. know, it doesn't really begin to yeah. do justice. Yeah. So I always like to ask individuals for their personal encounter with God, mm -hmm. because I might be able to pull something from what you just told me yeah. the next time I'm going through something. Yeah. And I've never experienced God in that situation. But now you've given me that experience. You've given, it, given me that reference point so that now I can expand my God consciousness. So yeah. I always I like to that. ask that question. I love that. And just to add to that, you know, when we talk about the breath and we talk about spirit, um, 
God is spirit. And when we think about it, the first thing we do when we're born is, is breathe. It's yeah. breathing in. That's God, right? That's spirit. We are inhaling this air, this breath. And the last thing we do is exhale, right? And so what gives us life? You know, what is God? That That's it right there. <laughs> Listen, uh, I could go on for hours. So let's have to ask this last question. And we're, I'm going to let you go. You've given us so much over this space of time. If everyone was to forget everything that you said today, what would be one thing that you would want them to take away from today's conversation? From today's conversation, I would I would love for everyone to learn how to accept what is, learn to be in the present moment and accept themselves and their circumstances without judgment, but be able to maintain a positive mindset and work forward and understand that they can create their future and the reality that they want for themselves. So, you know, the perseverance is key and no matter what comes your way, just know that you can again rise above it and get to a place where you want to be in life. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Listen, I want to thank you again for joining us on today. Listening audience, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to text increased energy to 302-648-5544. Again, increased energy to 302-648-5544. That lets me know, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> that lets me know you've heard the podcast. And then it also gives you an opportunity to enter for the drawing at the end of the month, all right? Listen, guys, as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing, I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me, to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, 
It's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the co- your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21 day jump start to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation.